When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get to, uh, not a lot of time to do it because it is a abbreviated edition of Ball Don't Lie for Texas basketball. Texas basketball, actually the talk of the country right now, but not for good reasons. We'll get into that coming up. Also, good news, Texas may be out of the Big 12 a little earlier than everybody expected. Week 14 separates the contenders from the pretenders. What are the Cowboys? We'll get into that. Uh, a Coyote ugly win over the Houston Texans. Also, the Cowboys, they sign T.Y. Hilton. We'll get into that news coming up a little bit later on in the show. Also, we got other NFL news, notes, and nuggets to get to and sort out. We'll get to all of that and preview Texas basketball's uh, game tonight coming up versus the Rice Halls. All that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and trace his gene and the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze he is mike hard bow hearts what's going on my man how you doing man it was a good weekend but now we're back at it cowboys won i don't care what it looked like um, just give me the victory in the uh-huh. left hand column for right now i know we're gonna break it down but let me talk about my boy that sits across from me because he hails from h-town with the get down he's a lifetime longhorn and a proud card carrying member of dbu Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Babers. I appreciate the intro as always, and let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP. Uh, he is the idealionaire on the show, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he is underpaid. My man, Patrick Davis. How you doing, Patrick? How you doing, brother? Uh, doing all right, but the weather matches the news today, don't yes, it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And it is indeed. a blue Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, all right. So, uh, gentlemen, I guess we don't need to uh, waste much time. 
Okay, so uh, by now everybody has heard the news about Chris Beard. Uh, we'll just <clears> give <throat> you the latest details. Of course, it there was a release from uh, the Austin Police Department. And uh, they put out, obviously, very few details. They did put out this on December 12th uh, at approximately 12, 15 a.m. The Austin Police Department received a 911 call for a disturbance in the 1900 block of Vista Lane. Caller reported the disturbance was no longer ongoing and one of the individuals had left the house. APD officers uh, responded and located a woman who stated she had been assaulted and strangled by Christopher Michael Beard. Uh, Beard was booked into Travis County Jail, charged with assault by strangulation slash suffocation, family violence, third degree felony. And uh, he has since uh, posted bond, and we believe that he has also, you know, is free now. Yes, on bond. he is. He free is on released. Uh, yep. Yes, his uh, lawyer also issued a statement, and uh, his, you know, we'll get. It actually is a, a lengthier statement, but uh, here is the the crux of it. His state his statement from attorney Perry Minton. Minton. Um, he says, "Quote: Coach Beard is one hundred percent innocent of these charges. He should have never been arrested." Uh, the complaint wants him released immediately and all charges dismissed. It is truly inconceivable. So that's pretty much the latest that we have on in terms of facts. Everything else at this point is speculation. Uh, the university, they released a very you know, two sentence statement also uh, essentially saying that here it is. The university is aware of the situation regarding Chris Beard. We're continuing to gather information and monitoring the legal process. Uh, that's all we have from the university. All right, gentlemen, um, at this point, we do have, I guess, a couple of details, but very vague. Um, you are innocent until proven guilty in the justice system. That is not usually the case in the court of public opinion. Uh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> which is not. The, the world that we are in. And Correct. unfortunately, that's the world that Texas has to live in as well. Right. Uh, that is the public relations world, is the, the world, uh, the court of public opinion there. Um, in, in terms of Chris Beard's situation, he is free. Let's talk about the Texas basketball element first and work our way out. <laughs> okay. All right, this is a, this is a multi-layered topic, obviously a very <clears throat> sensitive topic, so we want to make sure uh, that we mind our P's and Q's. But from a basketball perspective, the team is playing tonight, urgency of that situation. If you are CDC and uh, the coaching staff involved, is Rodney Terry the guy? I think, it would, be either, I think it would be either Rodney Terry or Chris Ogden. I mean, okay. both of those guys have had coaching experience, yeah. but Chris has been moved over to – the managerial off administrative role. Yeah, he's yes. doing more of the administrative. And Rodney has been on the bench during this time. And a lot of people will always let you know that Rodney, if you're watching the game and Patrick, you get a chance to sit yeah. there and see it a whole time. He's up coaching a lot during those games anyway. Mm -hmm. So that would be Could the be next natural. yeah, that would be the natural transition to me. Um, obviously, we got to wait and see what the university is going to do. They have not said anything yet. They correct? have not I'm publicly sure they said anything. No, yeah, going. they will. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Pre-game for us starts at 6.30. I believe Longhorn Network's on at 7 or 6.45. You figure something will be put out before, before that. No question. Yeah. Just because that's when... You know, like that's all right. That's when all eyes in the country really are on top of it because now you have to say something. Yeah, because everybody's going to be waiting to see who's on that side. Yeah, and the yeah. silence becomes deafening at that point. 
No, I think they will. I think you're right. Yeah. I think five, around five. I mean, I figure before doors open. Yeah, five, you figure five, before doors yeah. open tonight, there'll probably be a statement. Yeah, and I mean, you figure tonight, it, just no matter what. I mean, he just got out, so yeah, that he yeah. may <laughs> he may be in the training facility. He may speak to the team beforehand, but I'd be very surprised to see if he is at the Moody Center tonight. No way. Uh, just there, because it's no way. And then you figure Rodney Terry. Rodney Terry has been a lot too. Uh, part of his thing is he focuses a lot on the other team uh, each week. Yep. So his he's commonly the associate. So if you ever watch him on the sideline, a lot of time he's yelling scouting stuff to the other guys, yep. and Chris Beard is more focused on his players. Right. Yes. So there's a little bit of that dichotomy. So you could see Ogden come in as a role to kind of fill what Chris Beard does, but still have Rodney Terry be in full control of that's his team. But Rodney Terry is definitely the guy that you go. That's the guy you would trust. That yeah, Roddy Terry could be a D one head coach in in and college basketball been. right now. Yeah, ten, he has been. ten years of head yeah. coach experience. Yeah. He seems so, like yeah. a natural. Yeah, guy. he is because and I, Chris Ogden's a good coach, but he was coaching UT Arlington. I think Rodney Terry. If I, I can, I can almost guarantee you Rodney Terry has gotten offers from bigger schools. Correct, and correct. has turned them down to stay at Texas in the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Um, yeah, so it, we don't know about that, but I'm sure I, I, I agree with Patrick. I think the timeline on that is probably in a, in a couple hours or something. We should expect to hear something from Texas about who's going to be coaching the team. Uh, Chris Beard, obviously, just getting out. I'm assuming that he's probably just getting with Texas. Guys, the, pup, the, the PR, the, the public relations uh, nightmare for Texas basically now. Yeah. Because uh, no matter what happens in the, in the justice system, we don't know about that. His lawyer says he's 100. His, you know, based on the statement from his lawyers, it, that's a that's a strong. That's, it's statement. a strong statement. Very strong. It's a strong statement. statement. He's uh, read it again. Coach Beard is 100 percent innocent of these charges. He should have never been arrested. Mm-hmm. The complainant wants him released immediately, and all charges dismissed. It is truly inconceivable. Um, if the complaint, the one who, and, and I don't know what that means, the complaint is the one that called. Like, I right. don't know if that's officially whatever it is. Like, right. We still don't know if it was you know, a third party that called or if it was the herd that called. I believe the whoever. Austin Police report stated that it was the person who called. The complainant that, yes. that yes. came. That had called, but Chris, or that Chris Beard had basically already left the house when they had called. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, if she wants him released, I mean, that doesn't matter necessarily. In terms of him being in jail, that does matter about the trial or whatever coming up. That's for a, a later date. Regardless if you wanted him but there. But that's not, that's, not, that's, that's not for the court of public opinion, which exactly. is what we're dealing with right now. That's, we're, we're not lawyers. We're not getting into that. No, so I know, that's not who we are. <clears throat> yeah. that's, we're so not going to speak out he, of turn in this situation when it comes to legal ramifications. Yeah. yeah. So, so You know what I'm saying? Right now, Texas has got to deal with the perception, and the perception is just these vague details that we have out mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you know, if it did, if, if if it does indeed turn out that something you know really bad happened and that Chris Beard you know is guilty of something, then Texas, of course, will have to act. But even if there's in this vague world now that we live in of you know just uh, people being really sensitive about topics, especially Correct. related to domestic. Correct. Violence, Correct. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas still may have uh, a tough decision to make about the discipline. It, it, and I think that would be on the light end. And then, of course, ultimately, if you decide that it's something that you deem unworthy or something that a unbecoming of the head coach of Texas basketball, then, of course, they'd have to move on there, too. Right now, we have no details about any of that. It's just right now for Texas. You need to remove him from the equation 
and then do your own investigation and figure out what happened. Right. There's there's a lot to unpack, during, as they like to say, during this time. But one thing that we did have uh, the privilege, not privilege, but we were privy to the bond hearing. Um, he must stay 200 yards away from the victim. He can communicate via text, but it can be in a non-threatening manner. And he got a protection order that goes until 2023, February of 2023. So all of these things are, I wouldn't say standard, but these are things that the court has to be able to, to put out there. Of this yeah. nature. Yeah, yeah, you have to go through this, and then obviously you go through the the court hearing and all this, the findings. There's so much to unpack during this time. And the one thing that they did say during this hearing was he has to obey and appear on all of his court cases. Now, obviously, the lawyer can cover a lot of that because you do have representation. So now we just have to wait and see how the system is going to go. And the one thing, because I've talked to uh, numerous people about the domestic violence situation, whenever someone is called out for that, somebody's got to go. Like, that's, that's a rule there's nobody there can goes. stay in the same house. Yeah. And if the person wants to drop the charges or have never wanted them arrested, then the phone call was made. And once the phone call is made, it's like yeah. now it's it it's on. Yes, it has been cast. Exactly. It's done. So we, we're coming out and we're coming out. Yeah. We're not leaving empty we're, handed. Exactly. We're not coming back empty handed. Exactly. One of y'all got to come with us. Somebody got well, to just go. Just because we cannot have a situation where we came out and then a future incident happened and then it's like well you didn't you know you should have removed someone from the equation so i think that's part of it too um out of precautions and even if even you know and they also stated that even in these situations where they try to walk it back so to speak you put the police officers to your point in a bad place because what if you truly are the victim right and there's people out there that are the the alleged assailants in these situations that have been able to walk away from these situations because it's, it's almost like crying wolf. They don't let you cry wolf. You Somebody's got to go at this point because there are real people out there that are dealing with true domestic situations that if they were to come out and everybody's saying no, 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 and then they leave, to your point, and something else happens, it's like, what yeah. happened? Yeah. Why'd you let them walk before? So, yeah. And I'm not saying anything because I don't know the situation to the extent no where we just get does. Yeah. I don't know as vague details. Right, right. Yeah. And as the reports come out, then we read. We, as long as it's from the police department, yeah. I feel comfortable talking about it. If it's from here and there, uh, there's some at uh, the credible reports yes. out there. Oh, no uh, doubt I about it. Some, I no doubt about I, I it. Think, yeah. I think we got to be very selective in what we see. I know there's a lot of speculation and rumor Correct. online in the Twitterverse. I get it. I've yep. seen some of that. And most of it's already been wrong. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> most of it's already been debunked. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we just got to wait for the details to come out for uh, the University of Texas. Uh, they got to make sure they figure out who's coaching the team in the meantime. And then going forward. You know, um, if Chris Beard has indeed made a a mistake, uh, how heinous Mm -hmm. and what's the degree of it? And is it something um, that Texas believes that they can rehabilitate Mm -hmm. or is it something that Texas feels like, hey, it's a mistake that we can't we can't move past? Right. Um, That would be. And we don't know that at all. We have no idea. Uh, Chris Beard's attorney, though, like I said, based on his statement, 
this it seems like you know they don't, he doesn't think that this should have even happened in the first place. Right. So Chris Beard's attorney saying that they, he never should have been arrested, um, and that the complainant wants him free immediately. And he, I, I think they would like you to believe that maybe it's a misunderstanding of some sort. That yes, there was a call, um, but maybe it was escalated situation at the time, and then once the situa- situation de-escalated, then right. maybe there's a, if Chris Beard left the the the, the you know, left the incident or left the uh, the place, then that was probably the best thing you could have done. Right. Get the hell out of there, man. You know, uh, it's never if it's escalating and you can't right. control it or can can't control yourself. Correct. You need to get out. Walk it out. So yeah. uh, at, at least it shows you still had some control there. That you know, he said he was gone at the time when they arrived on the scene. Right. Um. Because that's what I was always told. Yeah. If there's a problem. <laughs> we'll leave. leave. As I was told by, you know, wise men that, hey, you should just leave. You, yeah. you feel it escalating. You know when it's happening. You, whether you're losing control or the situation is escalating to the point where you have no longer control of it, you just need to leave. Yeah. Just leave. Yeah. You'll, it, you can figure it out later. All right? And that's the best thing to do just for the future. We don't know exactly what's going on here, but um, in terms of domestic uh, issues and volatile issues, and everybody's probably been... Some things that are escalating, get the hell out of there. Right. Just get guys, get out. And just leave. Go somewhere else before it it gets um, out of your hands or gets you know um, to the point where it's too. Um, you, you make a mistake. Yeah. Do something you you, you, you you're regret. definitely gonna regret. Yeah. And I think that's what happened in this situation. Obviously, Chris Chris Beer, something happened that. I'm sure that he regrets that situation there. So, uh, all right. Uh, when more details come out, we'll let you know. Um, we can't get into the speculation and other rumors. Nope. I know you guys are sending them to us. We appreciate it, but we can't get into it at all. Um, all we have now is exit very vague details, and I hope and pray it was a misunderstanding of some sort. Right now, I don't seem like that. It seems like for all parties involved. I hope, I, yeah, yeah, for I hope, all parties involved. I hope that's involved. the case, yeah. and it was you know it'd be great if that was the situation. Um, but you know, it's it's obviously very serious, yeah. and we hope that. Nobody was nobody was seriously hurt, but when it comes to domestic violence, man, that's something you got to take. Yeah, you can't play. Well, yeah, you can't and play around with that kind of stuff. Right the University there. of Texas has got to take it seriously. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, yeah. I wonder in the court of public, even if the charges don't amount to anything, the complaint she drops everything, it drops the charges. Lawyer gets him off of charges. That's separate from mm-hmm. the narrative of what happened, and then separating yourself from domestic violence Correct. or the Correct. the topic of it. Yeah, which is now what we're talking about. For sure. Yeah, this is that, this, this is this is not a good look all around. Guilty, not guilty. Uh, everybody has something that they're looking at in this situation, and for the university and the high profile that this university exactly. is under, yeah, um, this is something that will never go away. And looking at the fact of what could or should happen. We don't know. We don't. We have zero idea what's going to happen at the university level, but it's a bad look. And to your point of what you said, Rod, the PR cleanup is something that is going to have well, to happen and happen rapidly. Like I said, now you have to separate yourself from the narrative right. of domestic violence. Like exactly. Now you got to either you're putting out a, a story of what actually happened, Correct. or you know the charges and everything being dropped separately. Now I'm just kidding, you are in the court of public opinion, and right now that is. The, the discussion we're having, if you, mm-hmm. and they have to somehow change that conversation. For sure, that's 
the University of Texas and I, at Chris Beard, I'm sure, is working with him right now. If if his lawyer and what his lawyer says that he's 100 percent innocent, this is all a big mistake, mm-hmm. and that never should never should have been arrested, and the complaint wants to drop the charges, wants him released, all that stuff is true. Then they should have no problem changing the narrative, which right now, unfortunately, is working against them. Right. Yeah. This is a this is a tough so, one. This um, isn't something because. Right. You know, if it was the other way around, I'm saying like maybe a, a DUI or something like that, it'd be a different conversation oh, yeah, for most. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, if totally different yeah, conversation. Yeah, because some, uh, yeah, some of those mistakes are more, almost more relatable. Yep. Right. Easily forgiven mm-hmm. in the court of public opinion, and some not all sins are created equal in the court of public opinion. For sure. And neither in our justice system either. Correct. All right. That's so. It's correct. Um, I'm with you on that. I I, I think that for uh, for Texas and for Chris Beard, the quicker, right, they can get if his lawyers say you know, if his lawyers indeed telling the truth to get that truth out there, that would be best for Texas. And I don't think he would go out to that extent he to be able to adamant. say 100. percent He said it like he got some some proof or something right. to refute everything. Right. It, I would hope that would be the case. Yeah. Um, because, uh, like I said, the, like I said, we work in the court, but we're not worried about the justice system right now because that's something Chris Beard and his lawyer worry about, and we're not lawyers. But we do work in the court of public opinion every right. day, every uh, day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now, this is a topic that won't go away. Nope. Unless Texas kind of you know make sure that they put out the the story and some details right now that would refute where the narrative is headed. Correct. And unfortunately, I think we know where it's headed. Yeah. Okay, let's hear good news. Texas may be heading to the the, the SEC a little sooner than expected. Come on. Uh, this comes from Action Network and Brett McMurphy. Here is the uh, excerpt from the story. It says, there is growing sentiment and momentum for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big 12 a year early and join the SEC in 2024. Industry sources told Action Network to the Big 12's current grant of rights expires July 1st, 2025. Oklahoma and Texas have indicated they are committed to remaining in the Big 12 until then. However, that timetable has been accelerated and could even get completed by next month. Sources said mm. there remains many obstacles for an early move. But one source said the climate is right. For the Sooners and Longhorns to exit the Big 12 after the 2023 season and begin play in the SEC in 2024. There you go, Arch. See, that's the conversation that we thought we were going to have a while back. And as they were slow playing everything to the point of, no, they don't want to give up that money. They don't want to do all this. But the Big 12 bylaws require that Oklahoma and Texas pay that exit fee. You got to pay that straight cash. You're going to have to pay it. You're going to pay that. Yeah. You, you got to pay the toll now. Yeah. Or make a deal. Pay the cost to be the boss, yeah, right? Yeah, you got to pay the toll. Or you got to, you know, I'm sure they can work out an agreement. I think that's what they're trying to do here is that, you know, the exit fee could be negotiated down potentially yep. to maybe 60, 70, 80% of that. Was it 84 million per school? <laughs> No, Texas got that. Well, it's no problem for Texas. It's a problem for Oklahoma. And the SEC has already stated, we don't want you guys independently separately. We can't have separately. one without the other, right? We need both of y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a group deal. Yeah. 
But so you get yeah. your money right. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Get your money right. <laughs> uh, yeah, they want them both. Um, yeah. So it said that the uh, the SEC signed a 10-year media rights deal with ESPN worth around $300 million. Deal starts in 2024 and includes a pro rata clause um, requiring ESPN to pay the SEC the same amount per school for any new members. Um, and it also says that basically that means ESPN can end up being a player because the Longhorn Network, of course, is ESPN, and they're still paying Texas for that. Part of the reason Texas doesn't have to worry about money for exit fees, right. Oklahoma does. Um, and also, you know, uh, Texas generates a lot more money than Oklahoma does as well. So, Facts. Uh, I, I, I hope that the Big 12 – you know what that means to me? The Big 12 – feels a lot more optimistic about their future. Right, by not having them there. Yeah, they're like, right. no, no, no. Actually, we need Oklahoma and Texas out, too. You know, we might yep. be all right. TCU, yep. if they can continue doing what they're doing. You know, we got us a Heisman finalist this year. Uh, you know, I think they're thinking about expansion. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll try to get Dion and Colorado you know, somehow. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Arizona, Arizona State, whoever, into the Big 12. So I think they like their prospects. And remember, they, they signed the new media rights deal. Right. Got more money per school in the new media rights deal than they got in the old deal, uh, even with Texas and Oklahoma in the conference. So I think Brett Yarmark is feeling, you know, he's feeling confident and optimistic and might be willing to let Oklahoma and Texas out of the Big 12. Sorry, Texas and Oklahoma. I don't know why I put Oklahoma first. Texas and Oklahoma. No, no, it's not. It's unforgivable is what I, it is. I, I know what it is. It's because the article did it. Yeah. You just read off the yes, article. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. The article, but the article, the article is wrong. It. The, I, article. the article is wrong, and yeah. I apologize. They did do it. I yeah. apologize to yeah. all Longhorn fans. We got you. We got yeah. you. Uh, anyway, but we'll get back into that conversation. Of course, um, any details coming out about Chris Beard, we'll talk about that. In Texas basketball, yes, there is a game tonight, um, and a lot of the eyes of the college basketball world and the sports world will be uh, on Texas basketball tonight. We'll talk about that matchup versus Rice, week 14 in NFL review. We'll do that on the other side. Talk about some of the other uh, contenders and the pretenders from week 14. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Where do they go? Smoke rings I blow each night. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn Smooth Soul Monday. Uh, yes, right. It's supposed to be able to soothe the uh, tortured soul of sports fans. I just think we all need uh, a little soothing today. Today's going to be a rough one. There's a lot of just bad news yeah. in the news. Thank yeah. God for the NFL just randomly giving us football to talk about in the meantime, which we'll get to Cowboys, actually. Big win. It was a big win. It's weird to say that. (laughs) Yeah. That was a big win for the Cowboys over the Texans. Huge. It was. Huge. Dude, that was big. That would have been one of the worst losses for any NFL team in the last 20 years, guys. That would have been really bad. They Mm -hmm. were that was a that was the largest point spread in the NFL this season. 17 and a half. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they and they didn't even win the game. I'll tell you. I'll tell you all in a minute. They didn't Uh, win. uh, Oh, Cowboys didn't win? No, they didn't win. Texas lost. 
Oh, that's insulting. Texans really? Lost. Oh, yeah. Well, they're the Texans. Oh, no, no. But they intentionally lost that game. Uh, oh, I want to get into that. Okay. Yeah, nah, save that one. All right, save that one. Save that one. I like this. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that could easily be the case. I can see somebody. I mean, they are tanking. And they, they do want the mm. number one overall pick. Uh, but, man, come on. You could have lost that game and still got the number one overall pick. Yeah, you could have won. You got a you got a buffer. You could win and do it. But I'm just telling. You, there was some play calling at the end of that I mean, game. You won that game. Sorry, you, you could have won that game. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. some play calling at the end of that game. That was Suspects. downright questionable. If you wanted to win that game, I mean, they're the Texans though. So no, no, it's no. Hard, but, it's, hard, it's hard to differentiate and separate incompetence and ineptitude from yes, them being diabolical. Yeah. I like that. You know I mean? No, I, like I mean, but this is this is let's put it this way. As an NBA fan, I believe this is is this is uh, old school NBA tanking technique. You've seen the Spurs do it before? I, I, well, not the Spurs. Spurs have never tanked before this season. Some would disagree, but our- <laughs> the Spurs have never tanked <laughs> yeah, before this season. Some that would disagree. Hey, man, they we finished they finished the season in 1998, <laughs> 97, uh, with, a, with like a 12 and two uh, for last 14 games. They just were hurt all year. They were not tanking. Okay. Stand by that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll tell you, they, they do use some stuff that Oklahoma City has been using for the last, like, four years. Okay. All right. I can't wait to hear this. We've got I that take coming up uh, in the 4 o'clock. We're going to do that top of the 4 o'clock, top of the 6. We'll talk Cowboys, Texas, and we'll jump out on the grassy knoll with my man Patrick about this conspiracy theory. Because I like that. I think You know what? Because I can, I can go with it because the Texans actually, they need that number one over a pick. We know that. And they have been tanking. But, oh, man, they've been great to – Beat the Cowboys. Well, that's that's why I find it so hard that they would take that much and they got a chance Cowboys. to beat the Cowboys Jones, on their in their stadium. Jerry Jones cried last time the Cowboys, right. the Cowboys lost to the Texans. He cried. He cried. Yeah. You know how sweet that would be? Jerry Jones tears. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Jones too. You can sell those things. Yeah, I can't like, wait to hear this. I can't no, wait no, to hear this. Theory. All right, uh, we'll get to that coming up. Uh, I got to the NFL. It's kind of random preview. We're not going to talk Texans, Cowboys. We'll get into that coming top of the four o'clock and devote an entire segment to it because I want to get into Patrick's conspiracy theory. But let's just get into the NFL overall and some of the uh, the most impressive performances. I think, un- unfortunately, I hate to start here because I think this is where. You know, we've started uh, a lot of weeks when we try to review the NFL. It's starting with the Eagles. And, man, they are, they're starting to look more and more dominant. Yeah, very much so. Can we agree so. with this? Very, starting, very much so. What they did, and I said the Giants were plateauing, though, and it's, 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 you can see it now. The Giants are just. There's a couple teams that I think are plateauing yeah, right just, now. Yeah, they're just, yeah. yeah you, you know and some teams are ascending. Yeah, ascending. You're there 100% are Some teams correct. that are ascending. Yeah. Uh, but there's no question, man. Right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are. I always I ask you guys this question um, every week, I think. So we've been on like a sixth week asking this question. And I think last week we actually was the first time we changed our answer. How many teams now do you think in the NFC are better than the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. I'm back to two. I am I'm back too. to Philly I'm, and San Fran. I've, I've been stuck there. They've been in the mix. Last week when, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down, I was like, oh, man, I might take the Cowboys up. But now I watch the Cowboys. Pump the fake Texans. Purdy is he's loving life right and, now. And Purdy's out there balling. Yeah. And, and that quarterback-friendly system yes. that Shannon's got. So I'm back to the 49ers being better than the Cowboys. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, so especially because of that defense. The way that they played again yesterday was something that I, I – look. We all talk about Tom Brady. We talk about, you know, we think that he's on the downslide. Obviously, he is. I mean, you look at how Ole, but you look at the pieces around him. They're not helping either. But the way that they played yesterday and the way that that defense of the San Francisco 49ers 
showed up and really dominated that game, that was embarrassing for them. That was embarrassing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was embarrassing for Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, if I don't care what everybody says, I look at him and the way he's throwing the football – that zip isn't there anymore. It, it, it looks like Father Time is finally, finally. Tapping, tapping. Finally starting tapping him. to wear down yeah. Tom Brady. It took a long time, man. But Tom Brady's giving the middle finger to Father Time forever. And it yep. looks like finally Father Time's winning. Uh, but it, I will say this. That's the third largest loss in Tom Brady's career, that 28-point mm-hmm. loss. And to me, and by the way, I think the biggest storyline, I guess we you know, may bury the lead, Debo Samuel's injury, Correct. Debo Samuel, high ankle sprain, which I'm— Looked so, worse. Woo! Looked worse. God is good. Yeah, his, all the time. His, his mama was praying for him. His all auntie, somebody started praying immediately yeah. when they saw that injury. And then that's, that's the only way he ended up being just a high ankle sprain because even he thought it was worse. That's he, what I was just about to was say. He was crying. He was like, man, I'm done. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was nothing but a blessing right there. So just a high ankle sprain. That's still bad. I think he's out six weeks, yeah. but not out for the season. Could join the team by for the playoffs. Yep, first round, yep. maybe second round of the playoffs. He'll yep. the 49ers might end up with a bye, who knows, uh, whatever. But still, uh, he'll be back for the playoffs for the 49ers. That's good news. But you're right, Harge. I mean, pump fake Purdy. You can't call him that anymore because I haven't seen no. a pump fake once in his first start. But I love the the stat that he is the first quarterback to beat Tom Brady in his first start. Yes. Ever. Remember, we talked about it before we left Ever. on Friday. That, yeah. Okay, what does it look like? And it's almost like that Belichick deal, right, where all these rookie quarterbacks and they go up against Bill Belichick for the first time. They have a real mm-hmm. tough time. And you start there. They're starstruck. Yeah. Just struck. like he, Brock Purdy said. I'm yeah. looking across the field. I'm like, man, yeah, that's Tom awesome. Brady. Oh, do you remember Drake, Drake Greenlaw got the pick? And yeah. And went to Tom Brady afterwards. Hey, can you sign this? Yeah, that's what he autograph. He's <laughs> like, bro, hey, listen, I know we beat you, but yeah. I'm going to need that autograph, I'm man. I'm going to need that autograph. I'm going to need this that's going right. up in the room, right. man, in the trophy room. Yeah, it's right. the GOAT, man. It's the GOAT. Right. Of course. And the way that Brock Purdy went out, and to your point, you know, give Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit because you've talked about how he liked the uh, the – Bad relationship. Uh, oh, he quarterbacks. Lo- he he loves them. a bad. Yeah, yeah. CJ Beathard, <laughs> yeah. Nick Mullen, <laughs> right? Jimmy Garoppolo. He's like a woman that loves a a, a, a bad relationship or an a hole or a d back. He right. ends up dating bad quarterbacks all the time. I don't know why. And it, Brock Purdy's also in that conversation. Exactly. He's, he's but just I, irrelevant. But, but I always go back to how he's developed throughout. Brock Purdy was somebody. That in the beginning of his junior year, he was one of the first quarterbacks that was going to be off the board in the mock drafts because a lot of people were really excited for him. And then he played awful football. He played bad football. Really bad. And then you start to look and you say, what what else can he do? Then the draft happens. He becomes Mr. Irrelevant. Now he's the most relevant, and if you look at the his parents during that game and how excited they were for this young man and, and everybody else too, that's why all those guys said, we knew he was going to be fine because he was going against the best defense in the, in the NFL every day during practice. That's what they said. We knew he was going to be okay, so they weren't surprised by this, but I know that deep down as the football, as you like to say, I'm, I love watching football. And watching the, the growth and maturation of a young player that a lot of people, like you said, he was Mr. Irrelevant. Go back and look in the history of Mr. Irrelevant and see how relevant they were. They were not. And now he's playing for a team. But I wanted to ask you this because obviously you're close mm-hmm. to, to Kyle Shanahan. 
what has he done wrong that he has all these injuries on his team? I'm like, holy cow. Luck, he got bad, awful luck. It's terrible luck. Awful I'm, luck. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Every time they get, it seems like they have a full complement of players. They lose a crucial piece. Right. For an extended period of time. But, I mean, they got Christian McCaffrey, and they're, so, they're such a deep roster. They really can withstand these. In- they're probably one of the only teams in the NFL that can withstand this many injuries. Right. They're just so damn Because deep. they're deep on the they're defensive so side, too. Yeah. That's what helps yeah. them a lot. Their defense is deep. They're, honestly, they're deep offensively. I mean, they got when Debo goes down, they still got Christian McCaffrey and Kittle and Ayuk and Juice Check. They got a lot of weapons. Right. Um, and they've really built a deep roster. So the 49ers will stay dangerous with Brock. Pr- so, Brock Purdy at one point is going to have a Brock Purdy-looking moment. We just don't. Right now, he's playing really good football. He's playing really confidently, um, but he's still a rookie. Right. Uh, and he's definitely a rookie. Yeah, it, that's going to happen. We, we just don't know if the, if the, if the 49ers are going to be able to uh, you know, overcome his growing pains whenever they show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Hurts has not had any growing pains, man. Uh, right now, he's leading the NFL. Right now, the, basically, the, the Eagles— are, are ascending. They're getting better week, week to week, and I know they had a disappointing performance versus the Colts. Hell, and probably versus the Texans too, mm-hmm. for that uh, for the most part. But now they lead the NFL in point differential. Uh, they are the number one total and scoring offense in the NFL, um, and forty one points per game, four hundred and sixty three total yards. I mean, they are in their like, they they right now are separating from the rest of the league. Just just in the regular season, I know playoffs already count. Yeah, but and I think Jalen Hurts is right now the leader for the MVP. He is. He's he's got he's got a minus one fifty by his name. Everybody else got pluses. Man, so that goes to show you how the betting public is looking at what he's been able to do. Twenty one of thirty one, two seventeen, two touchdowns, and of course he had seven rushes for seventy seven yards on the ground. And I know we had people at the very beginning of the year when they were going on this run, they kept saying, man, who have they played? Who have they played? Now you start to look at it and you say, this is a doggone good football team. They're getting better on the defensive side. Plus the offense is starting to gel, and they're using Jalen Hurts the way that they should. 48 points yesterday. Scary, man. 48 to 22. And, Rod? Guess what they did in the second quarter? They won the second quarter again. They're back to winning the second quarter, 17-7 to in the second quarter, and they continued the trend all the way through the game. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, now, um, yeah, they're almost averaging 30 points per game, 29.7 points per game. Uh, but they, you'll look at it, I think, because of Jalen Hurts, they are now the first team in NFL history to have three different players with 10-plus touchdowns. <laughs> right. Uh, lead the NFL in point differential at plus 138, and they just, yeah, man, they just continue each week to find a different, and they can beat you in a different number yep. of ways. They find a different way uh, to dominate their opponent. So uh, looking forward to that game coming up um, on Christmas Eve with the Cowboys, man. That's going to be, it's going to be Most the highest. Yeah, it's going to be the highest yeah, rated game, easily too. highest rated game of the season. There's no question. All right. Well, we, going back to your point real quick, I wanted to talk about the running game. That is picked up for them with Miles Sanders. He hit 17 for uh, 144 and two touchdowns. But the thing about it is it sets up so good because of the way that Jalen Hurts gets that veer going, that read option. He'll take the ball out of there and just take off down the field, basically doing the RPO. But he's opening so many holes for Miles Sanders now. And that offensive line of the Eagles, I saw a special on them last week. They're getting better and better as well, man.
Yeah. No, it, it, the, uh, I'm telling you, right 253 now. 253 yards on the ground yesterday. Yeah. They, it, <laughs> they can be a dominant rushing team or they can actually be a dominant passing team. And they also defensively are opportunistic. They yep. lead the NFL in takeaways, too. Yep. yep. That's big. Uh, they're sort of an opportunistic defense that steals possessions back for an offense that's prolific enough to put points on the board so they can separate really easy. It can just be a. Um, um, kind of a bombardment, if you will, of uh, their defense taking the ball away and then their offense just overcoming you with playmakers, man. A.J. Yeah. Brown's got 10 receiving touchdowns. Miles Sanders, 10 rushing touchdowns. He's a, and he's a thousand yard back, thousand yard receiver. And you'll have Jalen Hurts right now, who's least the NFL in passer rating. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll talk some more NFL coming up a little bit later on. Top of the four, top of the six. Uh, we'll talk Cowboys and Texans. Cowboys made an acquisition uh, to the wide receiver room. They're signing T.Y. Hilton. We'll talk uh-huh. about what that means. Ask my man Harge what he thinks about that. He wanted a wide receiver, uh, so I guess the Odell Beckham Jr. story is officially dead. Uh, we'll come back and talk about that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 on the Horn. Smooth Soul Monday right here on Ball Don't Lie. You can always be a part of the show. Specs Tech Time is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. Time for the Flex segment. Uh, my man, uh, Haraj, uh, also will let you know a little bit about the Flex, how you can be a part of the Flex. Uh, we'll have that coming up here in just a second. Uh, but we got to give some... Um, some congratulations are in order, whether you're talking about winners or yeah. losers. You get this far in the playoffs, which, hey, Robbie, I can never brag about getting this far in the playoffs. Neither Arch. did your boy Harbaugh. <laughs> I didn't make it this far either. Yeah, I would never practice it around this yeah. time. Uh, man, shout out to Westlake. Uh, the streak ends. Uh, where were we at? 54? 54. 54 yeah. games. Uh, the Westlake Chaps won in a row before meeting uh, Galena Park North Shore, uh, and they go down to North Shore 49 to 34. Uh, finally, man. At their match, mm-hmm. which <laughs> if it takes you 54 games to meet your match, I would say you're a damn good team. So uh, it's a good uh, and for uh, Coach Salazar in his first year, I would say you know getting that far in the in the playoffs actually is yeah. still pretty damn good. I know the standards are high, Westlake. So Westlake uh, chaps, don't be hitting me up. So I'm like, what are you talking about? I get it, I get it. Champion, we all know championships are bust, uh, but I thought it was a, a great run for Westlake, and trust me. They'll be back. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. They, this this group. Matter of fact, this whole group here that we're we're acknowledging right now. Um, you know, I, I would, I would guess that not only are they regulars, but all of this group will probably be back around this time next year too. Uh, especially talking about Katie, um, who lost to Vandergriff. Vandergriff with a big win, thirty eight thirty five over Katie. So congrats to uh, the Vandergriff Vipers who are moving on. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, big big win for that that entire program, really for the community. Last second kick, like the old days, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Get lined up, hustle out there, get yourself an opportunity to uh, go to the state championship and drills it right down the middle. Big win for Vandegrift. The Vipers keep doing their thing. Yeah, man, that was a big win. And uh, so congrats to the Vipers. Uh, taking down Katie, trust me, I used to, have to play Katie every year. That is, uh, man, that's a Herculean task. <laughs> uh, so shout out to them. Uh, also, um, Man, give it up to uh, Liberty Hill. They had a great season, too. They went they down uh, to Port Neches Grove 14-44. Uh, um, so their season ends, but they 
had a really good season. But shout out to Wimberley, uh, the Texans with a 42-36 win over Quero. So they're moving on. Um, so congrats to the Texans. So you do have two Central Texas teams moving on to the big dance. That's what it's all about. And to your mm-hmm. point, man, whenever you get a chance to continue to practice and get a chance to play this late into the season, right before Christmas, right before you go on Christmas break, this is what it's all about. And there's a lot of teams that continue to fight. Shout out to North Shore, though, man. I got a chance to watch that game. They got their quarterback, who's normally their wide receiver. He had to come in and play quarterback, and he was nasty. Yeah. He was, and that running back was unbelievable for North Shore as well. Big boy. I mean, it's every year, though. You talk about it. You talk about the Katies. You talk about the North Shores. It's those two. Man. They are still involved Even every single year. When I was year. coming up, you, you're going to end up getting beat by Katie or North Shore most of the time. Every, you right, know what I mean? That's right. just the way it was because um, those teams were on a different level, and they still are on a different level, too. Uh, okay, so uh, tomorrow – uh, big news tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to be announcing our all-flex team tomorrow, the official all-flex team. Remember, we had our finalists last week, uh, but tomorrow we're going to announce our all-flex team. We're going to divide it up between all the shows all day long. It's going to be flex festivities, if you will. 7.30 a.m., we're going to be talking about the uh, announcing the defensive line, 8.30 linebackers, 9.30 uh, DBs. I might have to, might have to call mm-hmm. in and be yeah. a part of that one. Come right on, there. you got to. Uh, Ten thirty a.m. The kickers and the punters. Eleven thirty uh, a.m. The long snappers and the return specialists. Three forty-five. Ball don't lie. We got the O line and the centers. Uh, <clears throat> also the receivers at four o'clock. Running backs at five and uh, six p.m. You got the quarterbacks. Yeah, announced. So. We're gonna be all in the mix. And not only that, not only we're we making the announcements tomorrow, we also will be at Pluckers this Wednesday from three to seven. Ball don't lie. Roundtable will end up happening at five to seven. But we encourage all of you that it will be named to the the all Flintex, oh, all Flintex, all mm-hmm. Flex ATX. I like that. To, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like that Flintex. <laughs> you got to yeah. be part of that. Make sure you can swing by as well. We encourage all of you that were nominated and the ones that are the recipients to stop by and say hello. And it'll be, it'll be a fun time. And this is our inaugural, inaugural all flex team. So it will continue to grow and continue to get bigger and bigger every single year. All right, uh, yeah, so we'll have that tomorrow, and then on Wednesday, like my man Hart said, you can come on out and hang out with the crew. Go to flxatx.com. You can find out more details. Uh, you can actually get that rundown at flxatx.com or flxatx on all of your social media platforms. We'll come back. We got Cowboys and Texans discussion. Cowboys beating yeah, the Texans uh, with a Coyote, Coyote Ugly style win <laughs> for the Cowboys. Also, Cowboys pick up a wide receiver, and we'll get to my man Patrick's conspiracy theory about how like the it. Texans kept their hopes alive uh, with the number one overall draft pick. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.